This is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer, soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Aliens modified, men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hauntings. Dark arts in the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So if you're feeling all alone, crack a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. Your damn fucking tootin' is gonna get strange. <laughs> you need to write me a an intro song like that. You know what I was just thinking about? Because I've been writing um, <laughs> some very offensive songs. Uh, one, <laughs> I'm sure some people are gonna find super offensive when I get it done. But, you know, I write about the things I care about and want to speak out against, so that's what I do. But I was thinking of writing a um, horror movie rap. And I, I'm thinking that we could probably do one for Class Horrorcast for a fun alternate intro kind of thing. And I could do a short version and then do an extended version of like a full song. I'm trying to think of how I started. Like I was like thinking uh, travel through the mind of a horror fan. But then I was like, should I just start off of being like, I got a, I got a kitchen knife like a Michael Myers. I'm going to cut you until you expire. I don't know if I stop the thing. Was that just off the top of your head right yeah, now? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was actually kind of good, to be fair. Well, if we if we ever hang out in person one day, um, or even on a live special kind of thing, if I'm not too drunk, I will kick a freestyle. I'm pretty good at, like, coming stuff, especially after a couple of drinks, like, freestyling, coming up with uh, stuff from the top of my head, um, especially if, like, I'm in the mood and people are shouting stuff out. I used to do that with buddies where, like, with this one kid and we're all drinking a bunch of people and we're kicking freestyles and my buddy was shouting out words to me and the other guy and the other guy's like no writtens i'm like i'm not writing shit i was like this is like legitimately from the top of my head so yes yeah, so if you guys don't do if you guys i've been doing it for a very very long time so if you guys don't know that at the end of every episode i play one of my songs um because i've been creating music since i was like 16 like actually recording it and stuff like that uh, since i was like 16 or whatever so yeah if people didn't know that yeah that's uh all, this, the, all the songs play at the end is either me or me and billy uh and listening i was listening back to the one me me and billy did uh and i'm trying to get him back on board because he wants to produce more music and i was like we should start working on something and uh there's that song no means yes and uh <laughs> it's a it's a story where Billy kind of goes crazy on this girl and it's just made up. And then I'm the dad. And then I, sh I think I sent it to you. Did I send it to you? And I was like, mm -hmm. I was laughing about how stupid it is. Then I'm the dad. And then I shoot him and a kill and shoot him at the end. <laughs> so very weird. controversial. What's that shirt you're wearing? Oh, uh, I was going to ask if it's a machete. Nice. Yeah. I have, I, like I've, I found it in my closet. I got this at like a horror con thing. I haven't fucking worn it in a bit, uh, but welcome back everybody. I'm pretty excited for this. Obviously I am Tomcat, AKA Tom Thompson, the reptilian. Yeah. I should probably just stick to one name at some point, but maybe when I'm like 80, it I'll works, do that. So it's like, 
and I know radio <laughs> is dead like, but it yeah. sounds like that kind of like radio DJ that kind of gets people hyped. Welcome like, back hey. to a Strange Root Podcast at 1095 FM. And uh, obviously, radio. who do I, uh, I, well, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to do it in like a bunker as soon as the 2030 agenda. Fucking comes you know what, right? And you're, you're not wrong there actually, because I'm having a severely hard time uh, trying to upload shit on Rumble. Really? Yeah. Weird. Mm, weird. Like every Why, time you... I upload it um, and then when I refresh, it's not there. Weird. I, uh, I'm, we are on Rumble and BitChute and stuff like that, and I connect my YouTube to Rumble. Have you done that? Yeah. So you can sync it, and it's it works fine there, but I feel like I, we should be reaching more people considering some of the live streams that happen on Rumble. It's kind of rare. And we get, you know, we get weird comments. Like I'm on, we're on bit shoot now where it's like kind of more underground and that one today and, was weird. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let me get, let me read a comment from uh bit shoot is like more underground. We don't have that many people on it, but it's uncensored. We get like hundreds and hundreds of views on there, but people are more, they're not uh, inclined to subscribe as much as people on like YouTube and stuff like that. And for everyone listens on YouTube and stuff like that or anywhere, give us, you know, a like, subscribe, you know, share our podcast and stuff like that. That's, you know, we're a low budget, uh, but pay a lot a year for this podcast to be running and doing all the stuff that we do. So I never, I never shut it out, but yeah, like it would be great if you get five star reviews, subscribe, share it, tell your friends, tell your mother, I don't know. Tell your kids. I don't know about that. Don't tell your mom. Maybe she might not appreciate this, but we had to have a, fa- um, someone did review and say that they, they're a 65 year old grandma and they're not our demographic, but they love our show. So whoever you are, that's pretty cool. I love you, granny. That is pretty cool. <laughs> um, so <laughs> someone commented on the bit shoot. They're like serial killers were hoaxes to cover up black crimes in the eighties. Now they use school shooters. Um, I, I didn't even, I just deleted the comics. I'm now, like, that's just fucking before so you move dumb. on, right? It's just factually incorrect. School uh, shootings, a lot of the people that die during school shootings are fucking white kids. Would it be rude to ask for that person's username? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it is on our story on uh, Instagram, so make sure you subscribe or yeah, follow. You, may, you might Strange have to go Blue there to look at podcast. the. You might have to go there to look at the username because oh. it's a very bold one. Oh, based <laughs> N I G G U R. So, yes. And the thing is, everyone's like, that's based, bro. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I don't like people are using that. Like Tim Pool uses it. Fucking high res. The rapper uses it. Um, but like to be like, I'm based, but yet I'm claiming that all serial killers were hoaxes, even though there's, there's mountains of evidence, even if they were um, influenced by the government or some sort of MK Ultra conspiracy to increase violence and bring fear into the public consciousness, uh, it still happens. And uh, a lot of school shootings that have been done have been done by, yes, white people. More recently, a lot of trans people and then it's usually white people that get shot like if you look at the victim ratio um and stuff like that is a lot of white kids in in different ethnicities sure that get shoot shot in school shootings but it's like in columbine weren't like most of the people that got shot white <laughs> uh, that's something that never gets mentioned though which is kind of hilarious well right? they're all in my opinion my opinion everybody most school shootings most are orchestrated by the government to try to encroach on the the freedoms 
of you owning a gun. And, and that's just my opinion, but there's a lot of weird coincidences and circumstances that surround almost all school shootings. Uh, we will eventually cover that stuff. I'm actually going to do something that I have OCD about on this podcast. Uh, we haven't even gotten to the topic yet. <laughs> um, is I'm go- We're going to start at the very first school shooting and move forward. You know, that that's actually a really interesting idea. Yes, it is my idea, but there is a lot of evidence that that goes into why I think these things. Uh, I've spent 15 years doing research. If people don't know, I've spent a lot of time researching. Can you imagine how a lot cool of stuff. the world is going to be when they, I know I know I live in a country where guns are illegal anyway. Yeah. But imagine how cool it's going to be when they do that across the globe and nobody can have guns. It's going to be like for the government and the police. It's going to be like some shit out of the fucking purge. It is. And this is why before we get off this, I just I did a video and reached thousands upon thousands of people. Um, and I said, you know, if you're someone who if if you uh, advocate uh, for gun control, uh, then you don't get armed guards. Like my crime minister and in, in the States, all these people that are like, take away their guns. We need gun control to stop these school shootings and all the things that they, they yell from the top of their lungs about while not doing anything to help society or change it. And they're used, usually mentally ill is uh, yeah. Like if you, if the politicians that are pushing for gun control don't have your armed guards around you, then see what happens. That's a yeah? fair point. That's so fair you can't point. be a fucking hypocrite, but what do we know? What do we know? About the people on the left or people in general, even on the right, they're a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Constantly. They'll say one thing out of the side of their mouth and then they'll yell another thing and it will contradict each other. And, you know, they're just being brainwashed. And that that's like, that's the same here. Like, obviously, the, the police here, for the most part, don't have guns or anything either. But any yeah. of, like, the politicians, anybody in government always have, like, armed bodyguards, yeah. which is hilarious. It's hypocritical. The, uh, the reptilian elite run our world and it's going to get a lot worse in the next five years. And yes, don't, don't say I didn't tell you so. Cause I told you so. I told us so Ricky. Me and Tom are going to be living in an underground bunker. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to, we don't gonna, know what part of the planet no. <laughs> we're going to be on. I'm going to dig a hole to Ireland. I'm going to go underneath the ocean bed <laughs> and I'm going to try to get there. I'll get uh, I'll get Hitler's boring machines and we'll fucking make, make a big tunnel underneath the ocean. <laughs> just live in that yeah (laughs) the underground tells so because we've been covering a lot of you know we've been doing a lot of alien stuff which i have enjoyed but there's been recently a lot of alien episodes that have came out um and we're starting to sprinkle some serial killers in there too people are (laughs) we're loving the toy bucks uh killer episode i was kind (laughs) of shocked yeah people are loving it but not loving it I'm loving it. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, I get it, though, and I suppose it's probably the same reason we consume, like, a lot of the true crime and maybe some of the, like, sicker aspects of conspiracies that we do. It's just because there's this weird, like, interest at the same time. Like, I felt yeah. that even when we were researching for, for that episode. I was like, I, like, I don't like this, but there's something that's, like, really intriguing to me. I'm like, how I is this even real? I can't wait till we do the the women that love serial killers. Because it's like there is too many women out there that are probably getting wet while they watch true crime shows. And I'm not saying every woman don't don't fucking mistake my words, but there's definitely some out there that's like, I can fix him. You know, 
which is just oh, it's so fucking. Or it's just a fucking fetish kind of thing because everyone has a fetish now, according to whatever. Let's just get into this. Uh, <laughs> so everybody, welcome back to the show. This will be kind of fun. Let's travel back to a time where everybody smelled like shit. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Everyone smelled like poo poo, and they were. It's two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they reeked of whiskey and sheep shit, pretty much. So we're going back to a time of the settlers. The Baldoon Settlement was uh, originally uh, con- conceptualized by Lord Selkirk. So it obviously, this is when people were starting to, um, you know, come over here from Ireland, specifically, probably. From England. Bit rude. Bit rude, no. Yeah. Look at how many people do you think in this photo are... Because we're showing... uh, Obviously, there was no cameras back then, but there was, like, art done or, like, drawings and depictions of the settlers coming over. Obviously, you have somebody um, like, uh, you know, Jack from the Titanic that just, like, sits there and draws on his notepad. Um, You know. And how many can you get... boobies, though. Yeah, he loves these boobies. Um, how many can you guess are probably Irish? I'm guessing like almost fucking half. Yeah, every single one of them. Anyone who looks any way um, like decent is probably not Irish. And then all the scumbags are probably Irish. <laughs> but, you know, like a lot of Irish settlers did, did come over at this time to flee the potato famine. I don't know if that's factually correct, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. That's the one we'll go with. It's in the history yeah. books. So we're actually going, uh, you know, I like to, uh, there's some fans I enjoy when we get back to Canada. So we're, yeah, we're going back to the land of Kanata because it was known as Big Village to the indigenous. Um, I'm pretty sure if I know my history correct. So this this settlement uh, uh, that was, uh, I guess, started by Lord Selkirk, it was located near present day Wallaceburg in southern Ontario. I'm actually curious of where this is and if I can visit it because I am in southern Ontario, but I don't know where Wallaceburg is. Lord Selkirk imagined a settlement that mirrored his homeland, the Scottish Highlands, uh, uh, in every way. So obviously there's a lot of Scottish people too uh, coming coming this way, you know. Just after, after we already destroyed and pillaged and, and raped and stole all the gold of the indigenous, um, then people started coming over. Yeah, it's really cool like that. I, I actually, <clears throat> I don't know why, because it's kind of a stupid thing to say, but I never pictured uh, Scottish people settling in other places. I don't know why. I always <laughs> just assume it was Irish. I was like, yeah, it's always the fucking Irish. It's always the Irish. Yeah. You got your toes into the sand everywhere. You you spread your, uh, you know, what a potato. Yeah, when potatoes grow, they grow like those vine things after they've like molded or whatever, sat out too long. That's what happens to Irish people. That's another dig, is it about <laughs> our potato famine? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit rude, still. I like oh, that. Oh, God. I didn't even get, get it. that. <laughs> uh, he imported sheep and persuaded at least 15 families from the old country to undertake his exciting new adventure. They arrived on September 5th, 1804. And I couldn't imagine what it was like back then. Like, it's probably wild to have existed at that time period. Where, like, it is, you're living off the land, you're making, like, log cabins kind of things to survive. There's wild animals, there's indigenous people that want to scalp you. There's a lot of stuff going on. Do you think, right, 
that if we were able to go back to that time and so say, let's say, for example, you were able to go back in time to there and swap places with another dude of your exact age and whatever, and then bring him to 2023. Do you think both would be equally as like blown away by how the world is? I think uh, to some extent, um, I'm sure the guy that I brought back from the early 1800s would probably sit in the corner screaming. Just like, just like shocked at what the fuck the world has turned into. And I'm sure I would do the same when I smelt everyone around me. Probably when they all have fucking black teeth and like, yeah, women are like extremely hairy. Like I don't do women. I don't think women, did women shave the legs back then? So I don't think so. I have to like, I I wanted like hairy armpits and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's reverting back to that with all this feminist that, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. No, shit, but you're right, though, and it's absolutely revolting. Anyone that does it should kill themselves. <laughs> Don't say that. No, I, I know I know one of my buddies, um, I think, yeah, they're married, wife. Um, she, is, she is, like, they've had their kid in a home birth and very, like, feministic, but against the stuff that's going on because a lot of feminists rah-rah for some of the hypocrisy when it comes to the cultist community and the leftist woke cult and stuff like that, which is kind of funny because, like I've said, every movement has been hijacked uh, to push the agenda of the WEF and the people that are above them and all that stuff, and I bring it up because it's very important that people understand where this world is headed, and if you know the if you know the outcome, you'll know the journey. But like it is kind of, and she I think does that too, and and she talks about her. I'm not gonna shout anyone out by name, but she talks about like her period and stuff like that, and it's just like very strange for me to hear. Um, and to read that stuff when, when she was posting about it and like almost like a joyous time to have my bloody time of the month. And I, I was have like, my strange what? brew. Yeah. Yeah. Like that little tie in there. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't know what it was like back then. You can only read about it essentially. Cause there was no footage. Um, there's not like a camera. There's not like pictures of it where at least like when, uh, when you're getting cl- like, I think in about 50 years, 60 years by the time this time, that uh, they start developing cameras where, like, you know, this still shot. Everyone's got to stand there for 25 minutes before the fucking camera takes the picture. But, like, people, at least we have we have um, drawings and art back then and, and things that we can kind of look at. But I don't know. It just looks crazy. Like, what a crazy time to, to exist in. And you got to be tough and strong and, you know, you ha- and then your, your, your wife's dying or your kids are dying. So many people are dying. Right, you're dying from disease. You're dying from giving birth. You're dying from not washing your hands and then touching your cut on your leg. You know what I mean? It's like not a good time to be alive. Wait, listening to you say that reminds me of a million ways to die in the West. Yeah, like if you think about, and that's a little later on. But if you think about that kind of time period, this is even before then. But just how like he he has that whole um, that like monologue where he talks about like. You die from like the black shit. You die from this. You die from that. He's like, <laughs> yeah. our mayor is a dead guy, and the wolves drag him yeah, off. Like and all the like, shit like in that. In a weird way of like, and he's that's so funny. And like it's, but I suppose like that was the reality back then. It makes 100%. me wonder like how few of us would actually survive if. Um, can I, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, and I, like I said, I don't believe in right or left. I'm a fucking anarchist. I hate all governments. Uh, but y- y- clearly, 
if you took some of the men and women from the conservative side of things, plop them back in that time period, they would most likely survive if you gave them a gun and a, and a shelter to live in. Uh, I would not say the same about the people on the left in the wokest, woke cult, you know? Well, that, that same, uh, a lot of those same morals and ethics would literally have no substance in a place like that. No. So everything you say doesn't work. No, it's just like, I'm a woman. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> and it's like, she said something to me I didn't like, so we need to put her in a mental hospital. Or Or he. Yeah, <laughs> burned at the stake. Burned at the stake. We were uh, we were joking before we really dive into this episode. It's gonna be a fun ghost episode because of now kind of Brett being like slowly introduced to the show. I like Brett a lot. We smoke cigars and and talk shit. And uh, he's got a pretty big property, so we're talking about doing little short films on his property and stuff like that. Just kind of funny, like dark humored style thing. And we have uh, one of our buddy who was on Strange Stogies episode Sawyer. He works out a lot. He's like a built dude. And we were going to like do a skit where uh, somebody comes back at a time machine from like this time error. And then uh, <laughs> Sawyer was going to like wear a wig and like, <laughs> and it's like, that's a woman. And he's like, that's not a woman. And like make the whole joke about what somebody in this even time era, like the early 1800s would think if they came into our reality here and, and in this time era era and, and what it would ha- like what they would think. You know what, right? And I think they would have an easier time um, understanding the concept of the internet than they would the concept of what is a woman? What does it mean to be a man? And all this fucking shit. I'm sorry this gets brought up a lot on the show, but at the same time, we're just two guys having a conversation. And I just like, it's so prominent, especially like this is um, the, when we're recording this, because it's not going to come out till this is, we're in the future right now, everybody, or or we're in the past, technically. We're technically in the past. Yeah, so we can actually speak from experience. We're in the future and the past. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but the, the pride month is just ending and it, the whole event just went on where they had all their Nazi flags hanging from the f- fucking <laughs> banners every in every city, everywhere. Um, like a fucking complete Marxist takeover. I understand. Marxist communist is different than Nazism. But you know what? Fascism and communism are very much the same when you look at it from the outside. <laughs> no, that's really cool, man. I think you should just get with the program. Submit. Yeah, comply. No, thank you. Uh, so let's get back to the time error. Let's just uh, let's just let's bring it in. Uh, we'll keep this uncut for uh, for YouTube, but let's bring it in fresh. Okay, let's bring it in fresh. The Beldoon settlement was originally conceptualized by Lord Selkirk, and it was near. Uh, it was present. It was near present day Wallaceburg in southern Ontario. Lord uh, Lord Selkirk. That'd be fun to be a lord, eh? Imagine the oh, settlement. Oh, that was so Canadian. What? You said A again. Yeah, A, A, buddy. Uh, but imagine a settlement that mirrored his homeland in, in Scotland. In every way, he imported sheep and pursued at least 15 families from the old country to undertake this new exciting adventure. They, uh, they arrived on September 5th, 1804, optimistic about the future, but were soon greeted by a swampy piece of land just in time for malaria season. Who doesn't love malaria season? But don't worry, because Bill Gates, 
He's got a vaccine for you, and it will kill 200 of you before we find out that it's not actually good. It's not good for anybody. <laughs> yes, we're, he's holding up his Heineken beer. Yes. My, my can of moobs. Yes, because now he owns a stake in that company, so everybody beware. I'm trying to get through this shitty Alexander Keith spear. I I'm, I still have too, too much of it, and I have to like just try two, to two for. Yeah, a two four. A two four eight here, bud. Uh, I can't even do. It's funny. I'm Canadian, but I can't do really a well Canadian accent. I have to like hear it first. Um, but I, like I said, well, like you know, there's an uncut version of this on YouTube. But like, I couldn't imagine what it was like to live in this time era. I think that you know most people would not survive from where we are today, and bringing them back in time. No way. They would not survive. Um, no. uh, and I'm not right or left, but conservatives would most likely survive more than people on the left would, or they probably wouldn't survive at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just just basic uh, understanding of the leftist woke cult and how they can't even handle being misgendered. So I couldn't imagine if they have to defend them, their family against uh, a pack of wolves or a pack of indigenous. I'm just joking. They don't roll in packs, but they kind of do. Um, but you know, I got fucking, it's like, I hear, I hear someone yelling in the back of my head. Like, so it's like the woke culture just yelling. And I'm like, I've had tons of indigenous friends. I grew up with natives. So you can fuck off. <laughs> no, I think you're, you're rude. Yes, I am. Uh, I don't have that. I don't have that asshole button from the Nightmare on Elm Street deep dive. Asshole. <laughs> so this is, that one. I know, wild time. Uh, you know, so the settlement got off to a rough start, foreshadowing the many difficult years ahead. The low-lying swamplands were difficult to cultivate, and agriculture output was dis- uh, agricultural output was dismissal. I don't. That's a weird way to put it. Um. Dismal? I'm just going to look up what the hell this fucking word means. Dismal. Causing gloom and depression. Weird. I've never even heard of this word. Dismal. God damn it. I had to listen to it. Just, it like, it's spelled, sorry, dismal. Oh, did that go like dismal? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I, that's weird. I did not know how you, that's how you spelled dismal. Um, but obviously everyone's kind of sad. It's just weird. Why would they pick this piece of land though? You know, it's they're like, just like, let's pick the most miserable, like shittest piece of land. My feet let, hurt, daddy. It's like, <laughs> Can we let stop me bring here? these people. Hey, I have a really cool pitch. Want to up sticks and move to the other side of the world to a really shit place. that's like uninhabitable, basically. Yeah. That's crazy, though. <laughs> like, he's like, my feet hurt. I want to stop right here. Um, this is good. Son, yeah, like, um, this no, is a swamp. But there's yeah. no resources here. There's nothing good here. I don't care. I'm done. I'm lazy. I'm done. But, you know, what, what else are you going to get from Scottish people, right? This is it. Pigs. <laughs> Sheep hutters, they say. And then it's Sheep like. shaggers. Then they drink nothing but scotch. Before I came on uh, the podcast, I took a. A shot of this really shitty scotch. I'm trying to drink up. Chelsea's dad didn't want it, so I took it, and uh, it's it's not good. Gross. It's very gross. Just keep it in the freezer so it's nice and cold, but it tastes like uh, manure. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just awful tasting. Some original Highlanders, that could be only one, remain in the general area of Beldoon. They were soon joined by others who were interested in the better plots of land. So there's like, they posted up on this shitty ass spot 
and I don't know if he bought it beforehand or what, but then other people came in and they're like, oh, uh, well, you see that over there? That place is not so swampy. We'll take that. We'll take that. Was this guy just like an idiot or? Aren't most Scottish people? I have Scottish blood, but that's Pigs. just like me saying that I have Irish blood. I have like, I'm amalgamation of all these different cultures because my family has been here for a long time. And so they didn't colonize shit. you can say anything about any community and nobody can get annoyed. No, I got black family too. I have Jamaican family, so you can uh, suck my left testicle. Um, that's the good one. It's the bigger one. Uh, so one of the... <laughs> one it of those, always is. Yeah. One of those, and, and for women that don't understand, yes, one testicle is bigger than the other, so they don't rub together and hit each other when we're walking. That is a fucking scientific fact. Uh, and it's normally the left one because that artery runs from your heart on the left side right oh, down. Oh, I didn't know much. that. That creeps me out, actually. And I only know that because I thought I had nut cancer at one point and I had to go for an ultrasound. Oh, don't tell me that. I feel like oh, I know that go. shit. Great. I hate, I hate even anything to do with that shit. Like anything to think about what goes on inside my body, oh, especially terrible. my like testes or my dick or whatever. Yeah. Terrible. It, it yeah. is actually a really like, I know we're getting a little bit off topic again, yes, but again. like it's a really freakish thought. Sometimes I have these weird, like don't want to call them like out of body, more like a inside body experience. You know, where you start to actually think about like, it's like there's, if I just cut my skin open right now, all my guts will spill out and they're like in there. And You have those thoughts often? Eh, not not often, <laughs> but when my nuts hurt and I was like, huh. And then I started to think about it more and more and then having people like poke and prod at them. And I was like, oh God, this is like the worst. Well, and that's the whole thing about like if you can project, right? The things that you think about project out. And if for the people that are like, um, that think they're always going to get sick and they're always worried about being sick, especially during the last three years and stuff like that. And the stuff that was pushed by our government to keep people in fear, it will actually make you sick. So they're convincing people that they were sick. So then people's consciousness would shift and they would think that they were sick when they really weren't. The biggest trick the CDC ever pulled was to convince people that you were sick without symptoms. Which is Suck a really it. clever trick. Yeah, very clever. And the more I learn about all the stuff that's going on, and I've read tons of books about this, reading David Icke's book right now, and stuff like that. I've read many, many books about what's going on in the world and our, our history and our what the future may hold if people don't wake up. Uh, consciousness and energy is all around us. And, and, and the, you know, I, did I tell you about my last mushroom trip when I was no. in the pool? Oh, bro. No. So I did like this new strain, uh, just a little off topic, but I did a new strain um, of mushrooms and it was supposed to be extremely potent. It was uh, double the potency of most mushrooms. Um, I didn't find it that potent. You know what I mean? It's because I was outside in the sun, so it's not like you're cooped up in a house where, I don't know, and I, like everything looked fake. And that's why I'm like, the trees look fake. They look like they're like uh, AI animation kind of thing. It's like wild. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So the po pool was really cold, Okay. I was in a pool and I decided to swim, but it was cold as fuck because the heater was not on at all. And it was been, it's been cold the days beforehand. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to swim around. And it like, sh it was a shock to my system. And then I s sat there. Chelsea was inside getting changed because she didn't swim for too long. And I kind of sat there in the cold water, almost like meditating it to some extent, because you can use magic mushrooms to actually get in a meditative state and everything around me started shaking. And then it like blended everything. It was blending into one thing. And I was like, I thought I saw like a shift in like reality of how everything is connected. And it's, it's all a fabrication. It's not as real as we think it is. It's wild. 
You see, I, I don't know, man, like, I feel like I told probably... that to Billy, and Billy's like, you're not selling it to me. That does not sound fun. <laughs> I, well, maybe I'll echo something similar, but I feel like you're, like, well-versed in, like, that situation now not to freak out. Yeah, but, yeah. like, hearing you say that sometimes, I'm like, huh, I, I feel like that could have potential <laughs> for me to, like, go downhill really quick. Like, the only time I ever did do them. And, like was having a really good time until somebody else wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I felt like I was feeding off his energy and I 100%. was like I felt like I was like in the Blair Witch. You have it to was be terrible. You have to be conscious of what you're doing, what you're feeling, all also different energies and stuff like that. Like I've told you, I watched The Witch outside on mushrooms and and like or other horror movies and it looked like a kaleidoscope and then i was like i was get i, get, I almost gave myself some sort of anxiety shit and this is that time when i was like not i was being stupid and drinking and also smoking weed while i was on them which i don't suggest to anybody to do um and i literally like got in this really paranoid mindset of like oh i messed around with the ouija board i have darkness all around me i'm cursed like shit like that which was not good um, maybe that's why i'm thinking that because like my own experience also had shit tons of like whiskey and like whatever else never mix i'm telling everyone out there right now i don't even like smoking weed while I'm on mushrooms or even after the fact, you have to let yourself burn out. Never mix anything with mushrooms. I'm telling you right now, the more you do it, the more you'll learn the lesson hard. Like if, if you know, if you're coming down off mushrooms, having like a beer or two, that's not that bad, but you should eat and all that stuff. Like I can give people tips. I have a couple of YouTube videos where I explain my experience with mushrooms. Cause so I feel like a lot of the, uh, right before we get off this, I guess, um, I feel like a lot of the average person, would probably associate as foolish it's like a party as it is. Drug. It's not a party yeah, drug. like they would associate like let's have tons of drinks and then take mushrooms. No, bad idea. You'll have a terrible trip. Horrible. Because alcohol, it, mushrooms expand your mind and, and can give you very joyous feelings and make you feel great. And every time I do them, I feel amazing afterwards. Like when I was burning out, I was done. We watched a movie outside. I said a, a video of you watching, we were watching the extraterrestrial movie, which I eventually mm -hmm. want to cover on First Class Horror. Uh, way off topic. Sorry for everybody from <laughs> the topic. But then uh, I smoked cigars and I felt great. Always feel good afterwards. Um, but uh, alcohol is a depressant and it, it's not good. At for you for any little amounts and drinking it once in a while as i do in moderation is good but once you go overboard and you're mixing out with mushrooms which is supposed to be a very like spiritual experience not a good idea that's a no no mm -hmm. so as the settlers came in right they're all like finding you know better places and plots of land one of those was john mcdonald and his young family by all accounts life in beldoon in the 1820s was difficult but largely uneventful you know, it was obviously because you're having to live off the land. You have to build all your structures um, from the ground up, right? And it, for all the uh, audio listeners looking at, like, a, a painting of what it was like kind of back then, a lot of it you would be, like, in this the a massive forest, and you would just kind of be knocking down trees, and this would when men were men, real men. They had a big-ass axe and their lumberjacks knocking down fucking trees and shit, and... I you love know. the idea of that. Like, I, I love the idea of, you know, if like a, a group of us could get together and you were just able to go somewhere and go, okay, this is going to be our new place and we're yeah. going to make it ours and we're going to build everything and it's going to, we're going to own it and nobody's going to be able to tell us anything. But a lot of hard work and look at the, the, like my grandfather's generation where there was people 
tons of people, people I know, and stuff like that, that built houses with their bare hands and built it from the ground up. And, you know, we became so weak. People can't live in houses now without complaining. I know. And like, and people become so like lazy, docile, um, almost uh, too comfortable in my opinion. And, you know, like they have taxes going through the roof everywhere, every society across the world, every, every country, every nation is being eroded. Um, and their freedoms are being eroded by this agenda, uh, that, uh, ye yes be named or yet be whatever the fuck I'm going on about. But it's just like, it was a different time and place and that like you had to be strong and you had to endure. But then when you were done, you know, imagine you'd be like, wow, that took me like six months you know, to finalize everything, get everything made. But you would look back at this house and you'd be like, that's a nice house. That's a yeah, nice and house. Yeah, and if you like, I mean, complaining probably wasn't a thing because no. there was nobody to complain to. So it was just like, got to get on with it. Reminds me of that scene in uh, Holes. I don't want to work no more, Grandpa. You're going to shut the fuck up and you're going to work. <laughs> That's not what exactly he says, but it's close enough. I only watched that like two weeks. I fucking love that movie, dude. I'm a big fucking Shia LaBeouf fan. I love Shia LaBeouf. See, did he, did he again, off topic, Jesus Christ, yeah, I need I to get my head checked, but did I, did I see something? He got a whole chest piece tattooed on for yeah. some new gangster movie. That, that movie's been out for a bit. Oh, I watched it. Not that good. It, is that tattoo real? I think so. Yeah, he's 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 sick in the head. But if you watch uh, the movie about his life, Honey Badger, something like I don't know, something like that. It's about his life, and it's it's fairly interesting. It shows kind of where he came from, and you know, he who knows what kind of MK Ultra he endured. The mystery surround us. So once they start getting into this, right? They're, they're it's uneventful for now. Soon, the quiet settlement of uh, Hardy Highlanders would be rocked by events that would outlive the community. And this is where it gets a little, a little strange, they may say, just a little. Yes. My favorite sound effect. The mystery centers around a poltergeist that haunted the family of the John McDonald, of John, Jesus. I'll edit the audio video. Fuck you. The mystery centers around a poltergeist that haunted the family of John McDonald for three years. John was the oldest son of Donald and Flora McDonald. Named her the fucking wife after flowers. Flora. <laughs> the whole time you, you said McDonald there like 25 times and I just couldn't stop thinking of Ronald McDonald. The son, it says that the, John was the oldest son of Donald. So, so this guy is named Donald McDonald. Jesus Christ. His name is Donald McDonald. What the fuck? <laughs> Two of the original Baldoon pioneers who came from Scotland to Lord Selkirk's planned settlement in 1804. If I was a lord, I would like, I hope that he's making other people build his stuff for him. You know what I mean? You would imagine so, right? But how do you even do that? You just uh, get a bunch of slaves, you know? Yeah, but how do you even... What is a lord? A man of high rank in uh, a feudal society. Feudal? Society. Hmm. A lord. 
a deity, a person of authority, control and power over others, acting as a master, a chief, a ruler. All right, well, so he did have authority and he was a ruler, so why are you building your own shit? (laughs) John had been just six years old when the family immigrated from Kirkcut Brightshire. That's a long word. It's a very long word. It's Kirkcut Brightshire. Kirkcut Brightshire. Kirkcut Brightshire. I, I still don't understand why. Or I don't. So he's a lord. It's like 16 fucking letters. Kirkcut Brightshire. Yeah, he's a, he's a lord. Sorry, I can't get over this stupid, this, this settlement that's just like, where are you going? I, I'm just going to my friend. He lives in Kirkcut, Brightshire. <laughs> so they, I, I'm sure they <laughs> cut it down to Brightshire. Get, at get that name from, like. <laughs> he grew to maturity on the Beldoon settlement, married a local girl, and in 1826 acquired a farm of his own in Lot A of the fourth concession. So obviously this is how they started building stuff. And they still have concessions to this day of like farmland and stuff like that. And, um, you know, places outside of the city, uh, which I would not want to be in. This lot was, um, it was, it was created in, in, in a, a farm and stuff by other people in the area. And so it was already cultivated and stuff by the time that he bought this land. Okay. It's like if you throw back to everyone, go check out our Black Donnelly episode. Um, it it would have been great if we knew you by that time, but it was about an Irish family that came over here and then just picked a plot of land and was like, this is ours now. And then they like all, they fought with neighbors, beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Did I mention they were Irish? They would drink a lot. And then eventually the whole, and throwback, it's a great episode. Everyone go check it out. Um, everyone kind of band together and then, Burn the Black Donnellys alive in their home. I wish we could do it. I hear about travelers. I'm sure you do. I don't say that too loud. I know, because um, they'll come to my house and kill me. <laughs> so, particularly one old elderly lady, old and elderly the same thing, but one elderly lady by the name of Buchanan, who offered many times to purchase the land from John. He refused her request and built his large farmhouse upon the land. It's like, please, sir, I was cultivating this land for so long. Can you please let me, let me live here? And he said, fuck off, you old bitch. (laughs) This time error and this whole kind of episode does remind me of The Witch. And go back and listen to our episode on that or go watch the movie and then listen to our episode on it. Because that, to me, that movie does depict a, a good idea of what it would have been like to exist then. You know, your little fucking log house, man. And then it's just like, yeah, what you said. The brothers eyeing up the sister because that's the only fucking girl he's ever seen in his life because they live in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it's like, how is he supposed to find a wife? He has to go into town, but he's banned from town because they kicked him out for being heretics or whatever the fuck happened. So he's got to get groovy with his sister. Yep. And that's why you had so much inbreeding going on in Kentucky and all those other places like that. Because they were just in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then it would like, and then if one family did it, you know what I mean? And then they had kids and then it would just spawn from there where it would just keep going down bloodlines. What you're saying is you could see like the logic behind having sex with your own sister, yeah? No. uh, 
Um, I was going to say, I almost said, but to survive the human human race, I still know. I, I feel like I feel like you just have to die. You just have to like, because say, say you're the last you know, two people on earth, but hey, Adam and Eve, technically brother and sister, according to the people that believe in the Bible. You have a lot of kids that look like those fucking freaky family. Is it the Whitakers? <laughs> we will be covering that very soon. Uh, or the the uh, the blue Fugate people or whatever. They're, I was actually debating on doing that fairly soon with you. Um, or the royal family, which I eventually want to talk about, where they're like fucking jaws all fucked up. They're like, their jaws are like fucking jutting out the side of their mouth. <laughs> this is that douchebag. Um, Ken looks like a Christopher well, Walken a bit. Yeah, maybe he is. You know, this is Lord uh, Selkirk, I think. Um, I might be wrong. Let me let me look this up uh, very quickly now. I just want to see what this douche looks like. Oh yeah, that's him. Yep, he's a he's a strange looking fella. Strange. There's a guy that looks just like him. And contact information for Lord Selkirk of Douglas. Wow, there's a guy that is still around today that holds a bloodline with this guy, or he's a fucking reptilian, uh, and he looks very similar as an old man, though. Like as an old man, it looks just like him. You need to get in touch with him. That's fucking weird. Have him on the show. Be like, are you a reptile? <laughs> Are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's uh, inbreeding, right? Keeps the genes, uh, you know, the genes stuck in the same, uh, so the bloodlines can penetrate the cabinets of You're your You're all mind. about that, yeah? Yeah, I fucking You're love it. That. You support inbreeding? No, no. But this is like, okay, either, okay, think about this, right? Do you survive? Do you, uh, if it's just you and your sister, you're the only people left on the entire earth. That's it. You know that you for see, a fact. Right. Let's, let's talk about it right from like a logical point of view here. I feel like that's a movie. We should make a movie like that. It's like the last people that survive and it's a brother and sister and the whole time it's like inching towards this. Incest. All right. Okay. So let me ask a question then. <laughs> is she, is she sexy? Both male and female brother and sister have to be very attractive. Then, then I wouldn't have an issue with it. But let let's be realistic <laughs> here. Uh, I don't I don't think there's very few dudes who, in that situation, if you've gotten to the point where you start looking at your sister like that, I don't really think there's many men that are going, yeah, no, I need to like do this to survive. I think they're just thinking, <laughs> I'm horny. Yeah, yeah. I'm and horny you can and see I probably it, it, have sex with my own mother, so I don't care. And you can kind of see it in the movie The Witch. There is some, mm -hmm. I feel like, hint at that. Um, yeah. of that and I'm and I'm honestly saying I'm sure that happened more often than people want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, and it still happens to this day, you know? It's pretty hot actually. No, it's not. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> look I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> no, not at all. I didn't read the room properly. <laughs> that's fucking funny. All right, let's get back to it before I get way off topic. Uh, I just wanted, we were watching the, we just finished the documentary on um, the, the sixth, what is it? Oh, God, God, it's going to bug me. The fundamental Christian family that fucking had too many kids. Oh, uh, yeah. I know what you're talking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, fuck, man, it's gonna drive me insane. I just literally watched it, and um, just, just, it just, you know, you had the brother that's a creeper, and and the fundamental Christians that are like, no, don't masturbate, but if you look at your sister, that's fine. <laughs> okay. 
I wouldn't mind talking up. Don't about masturbate, that. but your sister can masturbate you. It's like 10 and counting or whatever. Like it's about a, this huge family of fundamental Christians, which I wouldn't mind covering on the show. Eventually I did um, start looking at stuff and we did want to cover it. It's kind of like a fun, maybe live show or something like that. Cause it's kind of fucked up. So back to it. A lot of editing on this one, but not for the video. Like I said, you get it raw, like old dirty bastard said. Okay. So they, he refused uh, this old bitch and said, like, I'm going to build my farmhouse upon the land. In October 28th, October 1829, a pole suddenly crashed down from the ceiling as the women of the family and some neighbor girls were repairing straw in the barn. Great. That's what you do, ladies. You prepare the straw. Okay? You hear me? You get that straw ready for daddy. The barn was made of logs <laughs> having <laughs> having above uh, its main floor a ceiling of poles that formed a loft in the opening and the ends in the floor with the poles. So obviously, if you understand how old houses were structured, it was like to keep up the roof and, and all that kind of stuff. As they're building the house, you need to have a proper structure uh, to build things around it. And, uh, and for the audio listeners, we'll be showing some pictures of the house. And um, kind of the property, I think this is a depiction of what it did kind of look like. Um, Looks like somebody should have spent more time building that fence, but, uh, you know, no judgments. (laughs) I just, like, I can't stop thinking about... this time error? What, uh, yeah, like what it would have been like. I have no idea, man. And that's why, like, I like movies, like, I can mention The Witch again, but I like movies like that because, like, it really does show, I feel like, the time era. Yeah, that one really uh, did, I think, for me. Like, that really kind of hit home. I was like... Whoa. Because, yeah, and, like, I feel like no matter what way I say this, it's going to sound wrong, but, like, that whole, like, brother and sister thing, it kind of makes it even more real because I'm like, you know what? In the context of, like, what's going on here in this story, I can kind of get, like, this being a thing and, like, how weird and, like, mental... Yeah, and, and to us, like, to me, this has a weird fucking, uh, to us, it would seem weird. And even back then, it would to an extent, uh, but a lot of these people really religious. And if you do follow the Bible, understand it, Adam and Eve were brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And then they say that if that is true or whatever, all of us are cousins in some regard. It, it goes down, obviously, uh, generations upon generations upon, and it goes down very far down the line, but how we're, we're all connected technically to the almighty one unison, the unified consciousness is one way to put it. But if you're thinking of physically, uh, technically most of us are a distant co- a cousin of each other. But It could be very, very, very distant. Which is kind of spooky then. It's weird. Then we're and all fucking our cousins. I am fucking sure. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm sure back then they were doing this far more often than we'll ever understand. Because nobody's writing about that shit. Um, I married my first cousin. It was my my mom and dad had two kids, and and they had two kids, and then I fucked that kid. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's true actually, and it shit. yeah, and it probably was like a lot closer relations as well. Hundred percent, because you're in a small settlement, and then it's just like so. You're all your family comes down, then you know, some, a couple of them get cholera and they die. Some of them get scalped, and you know who knows. And then so you have to like, 
you can you get what you get. You know what I mean? Like it, it, you, it's like, did you um, listen to um, the Goaler episode where it's just like, yeah. It's just like that thing where it's just like, well, it, this town is so small and there's this small community. And it's like, well, uh, she married a goaler. He married a goaler. They married a goaler. You know what I mean? When I say yeah, they, I mean, I'm referring to two people, not one person. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's probably true. And like, it's, you know, it's going to be slim pickings. And then. Yeah, I know. Like I, I still think as well, aside from maybe the the social aspect of it, where you were probably expected to, you know, find a wife or a husband, yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. Uh, aside from all that, like, uh, you know, I definitely think there's like a, a a biological like men, for the most part, that are attracted to women, have uh, you know this attraction. We're drawn to women that were. Yeah. interested in and and vice versa for women so it's like i guess when you've got maybe two people to choose from and it's like your mother or your sister it's like <laughs> well you know what it probably makes more sense for me to fuck my sister and I, i'm sure there's probably people be like why the fuck are they talking about this i i truly think because it's actually is more relevant than you think if you think about like a movie like sleepy hollow and like how small some of those towns were and how everyone was going to the same church and then it's just like well she's a christian and she might be my third cousin, but you know, slim pickings. It is what it is. You gotta gotta keep the population going, especially over here, because the more they they had sex and, and procreated and created children, and the more they could thrive and they could use those children to do backbreaking work when daddy got too old. Which is the truth. And and then daddy could have sex with all the kids. Yeah, yeah that's probably a fucking thing that actually did happen a lot of times. People were like, shh. Because it was happening during, like, the fucking 60s. Uh, me and Billy just talked about um, uh, the Boston Strangler. And back then, women looked fucking... I didn't... <laughs> Billy made a comment. I'm not going to comment on it. Billy made like, whoa, I wouldn't fuck any of those chicks. I was like, Billy, it's, that's not what it's about. Okay? These are old ladies. <laughs> so, st- startling but unnerved, the women assumed... It was, uh, you know, it was no matter, whatever, and, and it kind of resumed their work, like, whatever. And then several minutes later, a second pole dropped, and I guess it s- scared the fucking living shit out of them. Finding this strange, they examined the ceiling, uh, but s- that could see no reason as why to these two poles have fallen. And, and, and we'll maybe get into the theories of this, but maybe it was like an Indian burial ground or something like that. That's what they always blame it on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... Ah, they buried indigenous people here and we just like kicked over the the sticks that they made for gravestones and then we built our house on top of it. Yeah, that that's a big one. And then over here, I suppose our version of that would be like... But it's funny because it's something similar to that whole like Indian burial ground where it was Fairy like, mounds? Oh, oh, it was built on like uh, either something like that or it was an old graveyard or it was an old cemetery and you guys have fairy mounds like, right yeah 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 it's like really though i was like can can everything be built on a fucking that's what i call midget tits sorry oh uh-huh. fairy mounds you, you were thinking and hired about that one weren't you <laughs> you kind of i was yeah. like i, I seen i seen the look of concentration <laughs> they resumed their work and forgot about the fallen poles and then became engrossed in conversation. You know how women are. 
I don't even know what the fuck they'd be talking about back then. Did you see Jerry today at church? His socks were like too high for his shoes. Like, I don't even know what you'd be talking about. Yeah. I was going to say something. I was like, why do I keep going back to the inbreeding thing? I need to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's suddenly a third pole crashed in the midst of their conversation. Terrified. Others like freaking out. Be like, we were just talking about what clothes we were going to wash for the next three days and how Johnny soiled his pants yesterday. You know, the women dash out of the barn and into the house. Strange things continue to happen. Stone seemingly thrown by phantoms. This is such a weird case too. Pelted the farmhouse until every window was shattered. I was waiting for it. That's weird though. It, it, to me, like I will get into, you know, we were talking about the Battersea poltergeist and there'll be others that will come down the road that are more recent and stuff like that. Like it would be kind of fun to see if we could find some poltergeist activity with the house. Maybe that like that, those stupid douchebags from ghost adventures covered something like that. There was more recent, but like uh, a lot of these tales, like if you think of, um, uh, the bell, Witch, uh, the me and Juan covered way back in the day, stuff like that, where it's just like this time era where they can't like, they can't explain what's fucking going on. Uh, they have no idea. There's no cause of this. There's not like today where you can explain away with all these different things. Uh, if mm-hmm. st- weird stuff is happening, there's people throwing stones through the window and you literally can't find who it is and nobody you would think would do that because, you know, kids are kids and they could be doing that stuff. But it was happening so often that it was like a like that they would run out there and there was nobody to be found. Not They couldn't explain this stuff. Uh, yeah, and I seen reports like where apparently there was a stream that ran like near the house or whatever. Yeah, and uh, a few times after they noticed that um, the stones or pebbles they were all smooth. Yeah, and they were always wet, so it was like okay, it's coming from the stream or the river. Isn't that weird? Because the, the family so members they would, examine the stones. Yeah, yeah, and then I think I don't know if this is true or not, but I had seen stuff about um, them like marking certain stones yeah. and putting them back in yeah and then those exact same ones would be just fucking creepy thrown back in which is a bit fucking weird yeah so scary the roof leaked when it was raining mysteriously little fires broke out all over the house oh, i can't do a scottish i saw the house take fire <laughs> up upstairs in 10 different places at once recalled william flurry who just lived up the road from the McDonald family. Once the earth uh, moved the very foundation of the house. That's weird though. I give it like shifted in some regard. Like if the house started shaking and it was only the house. Have you seen the movie about the bell, Witch? cause this, this story mm-hmm. does remind me very much of that kind. Cause there's a, the movie does portray it pretty well, but is it people going crazy and, and maybe it's Ergod in the bread or is it actually them experiencing some full on crazy? You know, like when people talk about ho- hoaxes and shit like that, like the Enfield poltergeist and, and different stories about like, and then they say, Oh, it was a hoax. It was whatever. They were looking for fame or money or to sell the story. Yeah. But then you have to think like, this is back in fucking what eighteen ninety two or some shit. Mm-hmm. What would your motivation be to create a hoax about 100%. being haunted? 
Like I, I can't understand. Eighteen twenty nine. So it's even like it's like, way yeah, back. Like it's not day. like you're gonna fucking ring TMZ and be like, hey, I have a cool story to sell. Yeah, come follow me. I'm I'm right here at this restaurant, like the Kardashians. Yeah, like uh, come take pictures of me. And that's why I'm like, I I can't understand. I had seen hoax come up here and there in different articles, and I'm like, but what's the motivation though for yeah. a hoax? You I understand know? that to like, like um, have people return to God. I don't even like. I don't even understand why. Like, but everyone is. Like, would that religious. not just make other people like shit scared of you, or like not want to be like cursed by being around you, or maybe be like you could end up being an outcast there by telling people that you're like haunted or fucking whatever. Yeah. I just think I brought up the wrong newspaper article. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was a uh, news article about aliens. Um, UFOs in the 1950s. My bad. Some left from another episode. Um, which is so fucking weird. So, like, and they're saying that the earth moved and the foundation rocked and only the McDonald house was shaken by this earthquake, which would, pro- would scare the living shit out of me if I was back Yeah, then. like, I mean, I think if I was to put myself... And obviously I have no idea or no context, but like if we were to go by what we, I guess, know from these time periods, mm. I think the last thing I would want to do is draw attention to my family and be like, hey, I think we're like haunted by like some poltergeist thing or whatever. So if the entire settlement wants to turn on us and like burn us at the stake or, you know, cast us out into the woods or something like that, I mean, that's cool too. Like, well, I feel like this would be something you probably would avoid. Want. Yeah. You would avoid it because it does remind me just like because it's, uh, I think the bell, which was a little after this, is it does remind me of that. They were blaming on the daughter or whatever and thought that she was creating all these um, circumstances uh, happening, like all these weird things that were going on around the house and, and they were blaming on the kids. And this has happened before in certain hauntings. And it's just like, well, what do they have to gain? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, they don't want to be look like an outlier and someone who is. It could be like if you saw in the movie The Witch, where they're like casted out from the community, yeah, um, that's what I mean, know, like. ostracized from the community. Like it, I don't know why you would do that because you wouldn't want to look at this as the weirdo. Everyone believes in the same bullshit, right? They're all fucking going to church every Sunday. Yeah, um, and like I feel like. You know, that that very easily could backfire on you to the point where it's like, okay, let's kill all the women in this family. Hmm. They're obviously all like witches or something. Not about the you are like, yeah, like that could. I'm assuming that could very easily happen back then. So why would you even bother being like, you know, it'd be really funny. Let's play with the fire here and tell everybody we're like cursed, and then sure, look, if we all get killed, haha, it'll be a good joke. Man, they had smooth skin back then. I doubt that's what this guy. Yeah, I know, like. right? <laughs> yeah, just look at the the picture of this uh, this guy. So, um, uh, so even the so it was the only like pots and pans would start. They would crash onto counters and tables, which is strange. Uh, that would frighten me. Um, at this time of this trouble, reported local resident William Stewart. I lived about three quarters of a mile from this place and was uh, present and saw for myself many strange things. Mr. Alex Brown with the others took a number of lead balls that came in through the window, mocked them and tied them in a bag and dropped them in the center of the channel Ecot. Don't know what that is. About 36 feet from the water in a short time, the ball came back through the window. Which is a bit Fucking weird. weird. 
And what thing is, what is doing this? Some sort of strange, like the, if it is a poltergeist, that's fucking wild that they're like marking stones or tying stuff into bags and then talk. And then it's like coming back through the window. And if this is, and if this isn't a, a poltergeist, this is an extremely intelligent, um, uh, ghost because it, for people that don't understand, like, right. Poltergeist, uh, why are we, uh, I don't know the exact terms of why we get that. Uh, phrase maybe we'll eventually talk about on the show i don't want to google it right now um but the idea is like a poltergeist is something that's active that's an active ghost that can manipulate objects move things throw things through windows it's something that is very like there's residual hauntings uh which are just imprints in time i've said that's before and then you have just like normal kind of ghosts that you may maybe they move they don't even move things most times you just maybe see them or hear sounds and movement and and stepping on stuff and whatever. Like you hear like somebody walk up the stairs, but poltergeist can like throw shit across rooms and cause a bunch of ruckus. Did you look up? What a poltergeist yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, a type of paranormal phenomenon, uh, often associated with mischievous or disruptive activity. Um, they are believed to be the spirits of deceased individuals uh, thought to be manifestations of physical energy or disturbances created by living individuals, Weird. often children. Um, the activity typically involves unexplained and often chaotic occurrences such as objects moving or being thrown, loud knocking or banging, furniture shaking, levitating, and even physical attacks including scratching or biting. They tend to be temporary and usually happen in a specific location, often centered around an individual or a group of individuals experiencing severe emotional or psychological stress. Mm. So they're de- very uh, active ghosts, and um, I never want to experience one. Um, no. I had a, a therapist when I was a crazy young teen. I've, I've talked about him before where he'd like listen to hip-hop albums and try to relate to me. Therapy has done nothing for me in my entire life, but mushrooms have done way more than therapy and all the money that my parents probably paid for therapy um, and stuff like that. And he claimed to have used a Ouija board that can move on its own. And when he did that and him and his girlfriend were in Toronto and they were using this Ouija board, cupboards started shutting, fucking things would be moved across the room, tons of shit. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to fuck her. That's like my worst nightmare. I've messed around with Ouija boards tons of times. And if that started happening, I wouldn't even know it's time what to shit think. your pants. Yeah. So I was present when the barn was burned and also when a man by the name of ha- Harmon was preaching there. At this time, a large stone came right through the wind, the way right through the door, breaking out one of the panels and rolled in front of the minister. The stone apparently had come out of the water. A search was made about the house, but no person could be seen. Also, I saw a loaf of bread move off the table and dance around the room. The owner of the house, John T. McDonald, I know as a very respectful man. I just picture what this guy sounds like. <laughs> so, so for anybody wondering, right, Tom has done extensive research into what Scottish people sounded like back then. And that's a, an exact representation. Scottish, so go get my haggis. I gotta get my haggis. I can't do a fucking Scottish accent. And Chelsea's stepdad is Scottish. And I, and he has a oh, really? pretty, pretty thick Scottish accent. I still can't do it. Scottish. Gotta grab my Scott and my haggis. So if he has, um, so how long has he been in the picture for a while, a long time? No, but how long has her dad been in Canada or is he, like, stepdad? Um, a long time, a while. 
But he came as an older man. So it kind of the accent always stuck. Uh, so he still has that Scottish accent. Mm. Do you have a hard time then trying to understand him? No. I'm 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 actually kind of used to it. You'd be surprised how uh, well I can adapt to accents. I worked with a Vietnamese dude that was here for 15 years and his accent was thick. And like I and no one else in the shop could understand what the fuck he was saying, but I could get bits and pieces of it and I'd have to be the translator. Did you just say the translator? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Terminator. I didn't know. I didn't know you were that way inclined, but okay. Yeah, uh, it's the Terminator, but um, <laughs> you know where I'm going. <laughs> you know where I'm going. It's all Schwarzenegger, but he's wearing a fucking wig and putting on makeup and being like, "I am a woman." <laughs> Yikes! That's a scary fucking vision. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy hates freedom, so fuck all Schwarzenegger, Nazi fuck. Uh, a new <laughs> as news of these occurrences spread hundreds of curious curious seekers curiosity seekers from surrounding areas began to visit the house in hopes of witnessing the poltergeist activity firsthand and this is cool cuz like to me this is like this does very much remind me of like the bell witch uh, that time of uh, mm-hmm. people came back and like were like be like what the fuck is going on and hearing about these stories and wanting to see the ghost and this is in Canada. So even the Toronto Globe reported the events as they occurred. I think this might be one of the article. Baldoon curse again strikes after 100 years. Oh, this isn't different, but it's still, there was like newspapers writing about this shit, like pretty wild that it was that uh, a famous, um, you know what I mean? So the McDonald's took advantage of the situation, so they did take advantage of it, and profited as a tourist attraction and, until their safety was threatened. Oh. I went to my father to see what was going on at the Belle Dune, but first I was very I was very young at the time. H. Dulard, Durlard, later recalled. His name is H. Durlard. Nice. We we saw <laughs> that's probably not it, but okay. D R U L A R D. Drewlard. Drewlard. You're, you're probably right, actually. H. Drewlard. We saw a pot rinse from the hearth. I don't know what that means. And chase a dog outside and all around the yard. It could not get away from the pot, for it would hit the dog. And he would yell and howl with all of his might. That is fucking bizarre, dude. This guy claims yeah, it's like, to it's have like seen scary. They they said a, a a fucking the one guy saw a a bread a loaf of bread dance, which is like it sounds kind of yeah, it's like fucking. <laughs> it sounds kind of comical and the same like the idea of a pot like following your dog around, but then at the same time I'm like, if I seen that though, a pot. Followed the dog and was harassing the dog. An invisible, an invisible force was moving this object to harass an animal. That is fucking crazy. That's why I was like, when I was writing this out, because I was, I was debating of what we should do and break up the alien content and some of the stuff that we've been doing and planning to do going forward and stuff like that. And I was like, ah, oh, it's been a while since we got into something like a haunting. 
and especially more a more famous kind of poltergeist case. And I was like reading about some of the stuff where I was like, whoa, that's fucking wild. There's some of the events that took place during this haunting. And like Canada's got tons of haunting, but a lot of times like, to be honest, like uh, I've had, a, I had, we had a couple of fans that were like, oh, you should do more Canadian content. And I'm like, oh, no, I try to fit it in there. Like, time and time, I definitely try to slide in. Like, Ireland, because you're Irish, some Ireland stuff, some stuff with Canada. Um, but there's a lot of crazy cases that come from the United States uh, and Britain and stuff like that, too. But, like, Canada is, there's there's a lot, but not as much as you would think there is. But in the States, I it's I like, was assumed, yeah, there's a huge amount. It's not as much as you would think, because I, I actively try to look for Canadian content, uh, especially, like, hauntings and we got a lot of, we got a decent amount of serial killers more than people think but it's not like the how how infamous and uh detail oriented a lot of the cases to do with even like you know paranormal true crime stuff is in canada compared to the states it's a very different very different when it comes to like details um of certain cases and stuff like that um but this one's wild like as a poltergeist older kind of case especially from this time era it is uh my brother made fun of me for saying uh error for era so i've been purposely saying era era i don't ever remember you saying yeah that, it's probably quick and conversation yeah and for everyone if you don't forget i drink beer and smoke weed while i record these episodes just so you are aware of my mental state which is always <laughs> positive okay i'm not at the brink of suicide every time i wake up just kidding. <laughs> kidding. I love my life. I am. <laughs> so, uh, fucking weird. So the pot chased the dog around. Um, I saw an old fashioned butcher's knife pass through a crowd of 50 men and strike into a wall. The length of 10 inch blade. This happened in 1830. Who knows the guy telling the truth, but man, this guy claims that he saw a butcher knife fly through uh, a crowded area because obviously people are coming to see this this, haunt, this haunted attraction and then it's like well eventually I want to do an episode about the Fox sisters and how they probably all of their stuff was a scam um, and there's many people like me and Billy uh, which people should take a listen to it's a good episode um, it hasn't got as much attention as I thought it would is the episode we did about uh, ectoplasm and the whole idea of it most likely being fake and stuff like that. And yeah, there's many people throughout history that have used um, ghost hauntings to accumulate wealth or profit off of it. But I don't see why these people would be wanting to do this. And the fact that if you had people showing up and you have a crowd of 50 people, you know, wanting this as a tourist attraction, wanting to see what happens in the hauntings in this place. And they see a fucking butcher knife fly through the air without anyone picking it up and throwing it. That's fucking crazy. Crazy. A little bit, yeah. And how do you get all those people to also say that it happened? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, especially back then. Like it's it, it'd be different. Maybe My sister now will give you, you say, a blowjob. Okay, she's like the best people, best blowjob in town. <laughs> <laughs> like people might have, I feel like more to gain. Maybe if it was nowadays, you could say, well, you know, this is probably this could be a big scam for views or money or whatever. To try and sell a story. But like back then, it just seems so like counterproductive to be like we want to be known as like the outliers the fucking yeah, the weirdos who were like people. cursed yeah. and like because i again like we keep going back to the witch but like i picture ending up in that situation where if they're you were out to do yeah like they're, they're, ca yeah. they're casted out they're like oh you can have a plot of land on the outskirts um and it's fine because they never really reference why really 
they were um, kind of uh, exiled, you could say, from the community. Um, but it would be like that, where you're just like, yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods, and you have a little community not far from you because most people lived on farms, and obviously that's how they accumulated wealth and and ate and and lived was off of farming the land and all that stuff, and 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 then obviously helping in town and doing stuff like that. Like I imagine that's what the lifestyle would be like. Like everyone helps each other out. You sell your goods. And then you kind of, or you barter for things at this time where you're just kind of like, well, I'll give you this for that. I'll give you some vegetables for some meat. And then you have vegetable farms, then people that had cattle and all that type of thing, right? So, like, why would you want to um, put up a barrier so people would be like, I don't want to do trading with him. He's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it just, it doesn't make any sense, really. I can't think of any reason. And I would love to do some, um, uh, just because we've done a lot of UFO shit recently, I would love to do a UFO case about some of the sightings from uh, throughout history. Because imagine being in this time, and you see some sort of floating craft, and you're like, whoa. And then just like, you're that crazy drunk in town ringing a bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So after uh, a local Methodist preacher, Reverend McDorman tried to exercise the spirit, the poltergeist became more violent. Because I feel like you're fucking with it at this point where it's like, well, fuck you. Um, I'm now going to get more violent. Check this shit out. This is, uh, this is just a glimpse inside of what the house pretty much looked like. Oh, shit. Does that look... The spindle and stuff? Isn't that wild? Look at that shit. This is what you lived in. There's a bed right there. Um, for all the all listeners, it like you see like a fireplace. It's like a old log cabin. You see just a little table that can actually fold up to a bigger table. Pots and pans. You have like a spindle. Like if you think about the thing that um, Snow or no Sleeping Beauty pricked your finger on, um, is that what's called a spindle? It's like where you weave uh, yarn through. Pretty wild though, eh? If you just think and it's like look, look at this house. It's probably not as big as you think it is from just like the, the picture, you know? It's, um, no basement. Yeah. Like we, we really have no context. I'm going like, to go there. I'm going to find this place. I'm going to go there. And I'm going to bring my Ouija board. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, I, I was trying to plan it out this summer, but it might not happen is going to the black Donnelly house. Cause that place is supposed to be haunted. And it's the same eh, couple, like, couple years later, not exact time era, but in the late 1800s. Um, so they tried to try to exercise the demons. They'll exercise these demons. It came more of violent, healthy livestock suddenly began to die in the middle of the night. Horses dropped dead in their stalls. The ox died in the field while still connected to the plow. That's crazy. The hogs and chickens withered and passed away. Everything on this farm just died. Which is... Kind of mental as well. Kind of scary because how could you explain all this shit? You know what I mean? There's like, there's some things like are you can explain away and, you know, have a skeptic mind <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you look like uh, Wilson. We have a poltergeist kind of like uh, <laughs> a creepy image uh, where it's like a guy putting his hands on the camera and Aaron was trying to fit his face into the camera. And it always seems to be centered around me, I like know. the Jimmy Savile episode. Yeah, episode. yeah I know. Wilson! <laughs> Stupid. Um, 
but the, all this stuff is weird. like the fact that all these things are dying. It's just very strange. And how would the how do they explain this away? The family would awake in the middle of the night to the slow, steady, uh, steady tread of men marching in the kitchen. That's That'd weird. So like, or is this a place right where when the first settlers and people started like, which is not far off from when these people were coming here, right? Or is it the idea of uh, residual energy and stuff like that too part of the haunting? Maybe it's just, uh, uh, I don't know, a land that was soaked in blood from bloodshed when people came over and started killing the indigenous people. Uh, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that could be part of it is you're kind of on like cursed land. Uh, if the some of the indigenous maybe curse the land after um, destroying their teepees and all the stuff for their longhouse uh, longhouses and the stuff that they were doing and like just like you know they were living their own lives and then the settlers came in the Spaniards or the British or whatever and destroyed their settlements to to kind of bring in their own stuff and you know because you want to and, and no no it's also a weird thing right you know how it's like close to a stream right. Mm-hmm. Running water usually, especially in indigenous folklore, has to do with spirits. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? There's a big connection to running water and and um, spirits. Um, I'm not gonna. I won't look it up right now. But uh, there is a deep connection to the idea of running water um, and spirits and stuff, and how it's kind of connected. And they're right near a stream, and the indigenous consider this as like a, a big thing. Um, so I'm kind of curious if that's part of it uh, to some extent. Um, Robert Baker, a Michigan schoolmaster. That's a nice name, eh? Back then. The town pedophile wasn't called the schoolmaster. Like, kidding. Who <laughs> 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 had a great interest in the subject of witchcraft. Of course he did. And tried next to exercise the spirit by nailing a horseshoe above the front door of the farmhouse and invoking the Holy Trinity. The Holy Ghost. How do you, are, you, are, are you religious? Or is that the the Holy Ghost? The I don't know. Over here, it was always uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, Son and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, the Father and Son, yeah. Yes. Not only were his efforts in vain, but the local authorities persecuted him for attempting to perform witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, didn't that do get a year in jail or some shit? Mm. I think but he ended so. up getting out. Yeah, Mr. Baker was convicted at trial in a in a sandwich and sentenced to a year in prison. I don't know what See, that there's means. There's why I don't think I'd be bringing up anything about poltergeists no. or hauntings or anything for fear that they might go, oh yeah, stone him to that or burn him alive or do something crazy. I have to look this up. Convicted at trial in a sandwich. Is he like they put him in between two pieces of rye and pour some mustard on him? <laughs> Serial abuser Robert Sullivan from a sandwich arrest. What does that mean? Meaning. I have no idea. Sandwich. What does it mean? Uh, it means charged? Like, I don't know. That's fucking strange. Because when I looked it up, it did bring up stuff on Google. It just doesn't give me the actual meaning behind it. Yeah, so they put it, they put him between a piece of rye and poured some pastrami on him and mustard. Says to a year in prison. Uh, the lieutenant governor, however, heard his appeal and granted him a pardon on the sixth of May, eighteen thirty. And still, uh, the hauntings continued. It became more violent. 
the baby screamed as his cradle rocked on its own volition, which is like, that's scary. Like that's, that's a cre- that's, that's a horror movie. And to be yeah. honest, with all the stuff that has accumulated over the course of this haunting and this poltergeist activity, I'm surprised this is not made into a movie. Cause it could yeah, be true, a well done yeah. one. If you put that's true. If you yeah, it wouldn't need that much of a budget, right? Who's the guy that filmed the witch? Do get that guy to do it. Because he could easily create like and you could just like this old school like log house, like literally that depictions of the Beldoon house. Is everything okay out there? Okay, okay. Okay, go away, Charlie. Get out of here, you fuck. Oh, is the dog being a cool dude again? Yeah, he's trying to harass the cat. Fucking story of my life. They're destroying all the paper fucking towel in the house. Dogs are so annoying sometimes. I know, and especially when we have a, a cat that I've had for my entire life, and he harasses her. It This God in percent could be a movie, though. And the baby, the fucking baby screaming, and you walking in. Okay, you walk in. You're the baby screaming. You get up. You're like, fuck, man, baby's crying again. Get up, and you walk towards the room, and then the cradle starts rocking, and like that would scare the living shit out of me. It was said that two men had to hold the cradle for the mother to rescue the infant. Isn't that crazy? Mm-mm-mm. That's crazy, eh? It is, eh? Eh? Eh, buddy boy? That's probably the scariest part for me. I know. You had a kid, and you had an infant at one point. Imagine if you walked in, the cradle was walking, and you had two That's men not, had I don't to know hold why it. When it involves, like, fucking kids and cradles and shit like that, it's just, Not like, literally fucking kids. No, no, not actually having sex with kids. <laughs> Guns went off while no one was holding them. Like, the, honestly, like, I've, okay, I've, I've, I've looked into a lot of poltergeist uh, stories and and weird ghost stories. This one is kind of wild. How much stuff they were claiming was occurring. Guns going off? Like the ghost is sitting there and he's putting the the bullet into it and then it's like you see the gun getting like jerked off because you know how they have to like pump all the fucking Mm -hmm. gunpowder in it? Because literally that's they had muskets and stuff back there. They didn't have no fucking uh, fucking action revolvers or that's what they had to Actually, do to get the white stuff to come out. Don't we all? The fires broke out with increased frequency and became harder to put out. And the entire home burned to the ground. So I want, we'll obviously get to how this, this house still stands. They probably replicated it. Um, Lachlan McDougald. Uh, what a name. Luck. Clint Luckland McDougald, that's his name. Another child of the Beldoon sentiment in uh, uh, Wallaceburg Pioneer remembered the events well. I was up the river in a boat in the... <laughs> sorry, that went Mexican. I was up the boat in a... I was going up the river in a boat in the morning in, in company... <laughs> This is falling apart. It is. This uh, impersonation. I was going up the river in a boat that morning in company with James Johnson, sir, senior, obviously, and William Fisher. He said, 
When we're opposite the McDonald's place, we perceive that John's house was on fire. But as we were some distance from it, we saw that it would, was, would be gone before we could reach it. So they did see that it was in flames. By the time they reached it, it was crumbled to the ground. The family were at breakfast yet and not discovered the danger. Uh, McDan, Mr. Dan McDonald's house was nearer to us. As they saw the fire, they hauled, hailed us and asked us to assist them to carry out the furniture as they expected that their, um, that the, obviously their habitat that where they lived would be in flames. We landed and helped them carry out everything. In the meantime, John's house and the barns were reduced to ashes together. We're all with all they contained. The family barely escaped with their lives. So they obviously, so it's just kind of weird, weird. So it's obviously from, an actual, which is crazy. They actually have documented proof of these people experiencing this. They're obviously, the house is burning to the ground. People noticed it. We're like, oh shit. And then they were trying to get out as much furniture and things that they could keep as possible. I don't know the whole, like. It's a weird case. Every it, They mm. said that frequently it started on fire. All the time. I don't know. It's, it's just like, and like none of it's like, um, I don't want to say like consistent with each other, but it's just like random events. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. and like, again, like a really weird story to have to say like, oh, I saw a loaf of bread dancer in the room. It's like, why would you even like, why, why pick that? If you're like, if it's a hoax, I don't think this is a hoax, bro. So pretty weird. We landed and helped them carry out everything. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, yeah, it was reduced to ashes. They barely escaped with their lives. John came to us with his coat, saying that the clothes he had on were all he had saved. Pretty sad. It's pretty sad for John. They're building this house in the swampy area, taking the time to build his house. And it was reduced to rubble thanks to this goddamn fucking poltergeist. Not fun. Poor John. The community helped the McDonald's to replenish their losses. They had suffered in the fire, and the family of five sought temporary refuge with John's brother-in-law while they undertook the effort to rebuild their log cabin. But no sooner had they taken quarters when a similar annoyances began to occur. So, like, like I said... A lot of hauntings don't really exist in the home, right? There's some place that you could claim are haunted buildings. And I, this is why I kind of believe haunted buildings most times would probably be residual energies uh, where it's a, a crazy event, something that is traumatic that would imprint on the reality that we live in, right? So, and and, and it might be they might be a residual haunting of people th- see things move or hear sounds or whatever, right? And it just could be sounds and movements of this traumatic event that happened, right? But poltergeist and and actual spirits and demonic possession and and kind of all. Uh, real, like, legitimate hauntings, usually, like, if they are a, a living or dead or alive spirit kind of thing, alive, I mean, like, on another reality, and dead, I mean, someone who's passed on that maybe kind of grabs on to you and your family, most times they will follow you 
where your family goes. And we eventually talk about on Class Horrorcast, we do get into some of the Conjuring films, which we'll probably do like a huge deep dive eventually on the whole Conjuring franchise and stuff like that. Like that shows me, right? How it's attached to the person usually. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, which is like, it's nearly freakier, like, because if I thought it was as simple as either just leaving the house or, or even burning my own house down, <laughs> and then you realize it's like, oh, no, that, that doesn't even work. Um, Yeah, when I used to use the Ouija board, well, a couple, of, I would say it's probably like six years ago at this point, Um, I was playing the Ouija board with uh, my stepbrother, and... um. I, I don't know what I asked. It's something like, what do I have any spirits attached to me? And it said nine spirits were attached to me and that some were good and some were bad. Scary, eh? Freaky. Yeah. And then, and, and I, like, it, this is wild because it was my Ouija board. Not, I wasn't fucking doing anything or manipulating it. Trust me. I don't know. I can't, like, it might be my subconscious or whatever, but it wouldn't work. Like, it was, um, me, my stepbrother, and his friend, and it would not work when they just touched it by themselves. And then as soon as I put my finger on fingers on it, it would like, and I the whole point is to do it very lightly, and it would start moving like crazy, like spelling out stuff faster than I would even be able to communicate my brain to spell out, even if I was trying to hoax it and scare them or something. You know what I mean? And as soon as like it wouldn't work, and as soon as I put my fingers on it on the planchette, it would just go off like fast, too. You're cursed, then. There's something attached. I probably think it is. The more mushrooms I do, I feel like I'm cleansing uh, myself of these, like, demonic entities. That's what it wants you to think, Tom. I know. I know. But recently on my mushroom trips, I've the one thing I've taken from one of my trips recently is that there is definitely some sort of evil force that takes over this world. Every time I've done them recently, it's like there's some evil energy that has taken over this world at every angle and I can feel it bro I can feel it I don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> yeah me either um, so crazy so obviously weird stuff are happening now at his like brother-in-law's house and um, after several little fires spontaneously broke out the McDonald's were forced to seek shelter somewhere else fearing the brother-in-law's house would burn too he's like can you fuck okay all right, I'm trying to help you, trying to be you know, a good brother-in-law. You know, we take care of my wife, or my, I mean, my sister, you know, same thing back then. Um, and it's just like, <laughs> and it's like. That was good. I like that. Fuck. And then you're like, literally, you're like, oh, you have to leave. I don't want your house to burn down too. And it's just like, well, you got to live outside, I guess. The strange activity followed the family. Wherever it went, wherever the family went, they these weird activities followed is for a period of time. They live like nomads, uh, nomads, which is like traveling from place to place, unable to find any solace. Uh, finally, they gathered up their old sails they could find in the neighborhood and rigged up a tent to shelter them. I was actually going to say they probably should just go with a tent, uh, and a little fire and then, you know, do it outside of the tent. And hopefully your tent doesn't burn down, live like the indigenous people that you murdered. Again, it just doesn't make any sense to make any of this stuff up and end up having your life even worse than it was. I like, know. I know it probably wasn't a, gl- a, a glamorous time to be alive, but, like, to to from living in a house like that to living in a fucking tent. I know. Some poltergeist follow you wherever you go. 
So pretty wild, um, but they could not live like that for long. Obviously, once winter set in, even the haunted log cabin was prefer preferably, obviously they preferred it rather than to the frigid tent. And after the family moved back indoors, John resumed all efforts to remove the poltergeist. Seeking counsel from the Protestant missionaries, the native medicine man, so they even like, like obviously talked to the indigenous people and were like, I don't know what to fucking do. I'm sorry that I like killed more than half your people and took over your land. And I know your great grandfather probably like lived on the spot, but like, it's no, it's mine now. Um, but can you fucking help me? <laughs> like, and they cursed him even more. Who knows? But Catholic priest too, nothing worked. Um, but the Catholic priest did get, uh, never mind. <laughs> then John learned from a traveler, about a doctor in Long Point. I actually wonder how close this is. Because I've I've been to Long Point. I've stayed there in a, in a cottage in Long Point. Uh, about uh, a town 18 miles away. Weird. I've never even heard of Wallaceburg. Strange. I'm going to have to find this place and find this fucking house. A uh, daughter who was said to be supposedly... She was possessed with the gift of second sight. Reverend McDormand... Accompanied John on the two-day journey to the house of Dr. J. F. Troyner. Upon their arrival, they implored him to allow the consult um, to allow them to have a talk and have kind of call- consultation uh, with the 15-year-old uh, Dinah. If that's uh, pronounce it, probably Dinah. The girl listened to John's miserable stories, and it's, it, what a weird time where you would have. Um, where they allowed, uh, like this is like a fifteen year old girl that supposed to be has like sight, um, and 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 they maybe it was like Joan of Arc type of sight, which eventually I like to cover on the show of like this idea of like a young girl that had premonitions that were fairly accurate, mm-hmm. and then so I'm surprised though that she wasn't drowned in a lake or burned at the stake. You know what I mean? Kicking rhymes all day, bro. The, the- <laughs> <laughs> that that was the thing like that was the first thing that came to my mind was like obviously all these people are going to be like tied up and fucking stoned to that or whatever yeah well surprising that they're like well she is her uh her visions are not against us though like you know she's not casting spells on us and we can't point to her that you know, I don't even I don't understand how they like I, because every there's so many cases of them burning women at the stake or drowning them or uh, are doing horrible things to them, stoning them to death. Um, obviously it was more likely that they were drowned actually than they were actually burned at the stake. That's more of the thing that they did in France. Um, but it is surprising that they were like cool with this chick though, because maybe yeah, she said yeah. she loved God. You know what I mean? Maybe it was like because she was like more religious and having these premonitions that they were cool with it. But the women that were not really religious and uh, labeled heretics and stuff like that, maybe that's, you know what I mean? Maybe that's like, so they're like fucking, they're not about the church life. Worshiping that false idol that we, just kidding, everyone's going to get mad at me for that one. You know? You're going to get canceled for that one. Yep. By the Christians. So they li- she listened, you know, um, uh, Miss Tro- uh, Troyner emerged from her chambers exhausted, disheveled three hours later and reported that the old woman who had lived in the long, ha- uh, long log house sought to drive the McDonald's from their property. 
So we've got a witch on our hands. This set. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> this said, uh, Miss Troyner was the source of all of John's difficulties. She asked John if he had seen a stray goose wandering his farm since the, the troubles had began. <laughs> Hi, Hank. Um, after he replied that he had, uh, this is this is a, the fucking wild story. This is this is where it gets wild. Okay. So they're like, have you seen a wild goose on the, on the chase? Have you seen a honk honk? Have you seen this goose? And, um, you know, the wandering around the farm since the troubles began after he replied, he had been seeing a strange goose in his flock. Now, uh, uh, time and time again, he would kind of see now again, he would see this like goose hanging around for some time. Miss Troyner told him to shoot it with a bullet cased in solid silver, uh, for lead would do it no harm. So this is like a uh, a werewolf trope. So f- for me personally, this is where like the story I'm kind of like, huh. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's just strange. Like it's such a bizarre story. It doesn't really follow many of the like, uh, I don't know, other like, hauntings or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, so like fucking dancing loaves of bread and pots chasing dogs around and now this red-eyed fucking thing and it's not red eye i just added that i created that image for us so for the audio listeners it's a goose with red eyes and he's honking right in aaron's face <laughs> oh yeah he is actually yeah, I never even... <laughs> again see yeah it's always so it was directed towards me this one looks scary i wouldn't want to fuck with this guy yeah it, this is like as i was saying this is one of the stranger uh, uh, poltergeist hauntings that I've covered on the show. When it comes to how, uh, like, you know, we've covered tons of stuff. Um, even the Battersea poltergeist, a lot of weird stuff did happen. I agree. But even this stuff is farther way back in time and seems even stranger from some of the things that they did occur, that did occur um, by some sort of spiritual force. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, nah, I mean, strange. So, you know, they insisted, obviously, is, uh, you know, the, the, they got to kill this fucking goose, man. They got to kill the golden goose. It's not, it's not gold, but the, 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 the demonic goose. They got to kill it. Uh, the girl insisted that the old woman would uh, be similarly wounded. So as weird as it is, it's kind of like when me and Juan talked about the witch's familiars. Um, recently, actually, we talked about the familiars of witches of like the toads and, um, you know, how they have cats and dogs and all that stuff. And they use them to do their bidding and they possess them in some sort of way. So is the goose one of the witches familiars? Just maybe, you know, maybe she possessed the goose and the goose is starting to do all the stuff, you know? such a fucking weird thing to pick it is a weird thing like a toad like the idea of the toad go back and listen to that episode me and Juan is like it like whispers in your ear so it's like you know it's like I saw Aaron and he was like jerking off to tranny porn you know and this is like it just tells you like secrets of people that even sounds a bit cooler to me. <laughs> yeah, so having, having something sit on your shoulder, it like whispers How secrets, he know that, <laughs> secrets into your fucking like ear, you know what I mean? Um, and then you have like a dog can like be your protector and watch over you. You know what I mean? 
or a cat can kind of like uh, maybe listen in on conversations. It, there's always a purpose for each kind of animal. What the fuck is a goose doing? That's what I was just going to say. Shitting all the over the property. It's leaving like fucking shit nuggets, like just like like poopy, like just poop nuggets, and they're like poisonous. Every time he steps in the poop nugget, his like shoe gets stuck, and it leaves him in this like cursed Does state. He just run after you with that head like that scream. I've been chased by a, sw- a swan. Those things are fucking aggressive. We're at this uh, place. I was in elementary school. We're at like some sort of. It's called the Tim Hortons Camp, uh, which is Tim Hortons is a coffee place. And uh, I don't. I'm not a fan of them now because uh, they're. A, I'll talk about that on some episode. But um, <laughs> they're they're just not a good organization and corporation now. Um, but we went to this place and there was like this goose. Uh, not goose. This 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 swan, uh, a big ass swan. And it would like it wasn't afraid of people and it fucking chased me, dude. And scary. Like they have like teeth and shit. Like there's like frightening, bro. So you ran. Well, this thing changed. I you. ran, I ran so far away from the swan trying to aim me. That's, I wish I could see that. <laughs> it, was, it frightened me. I was, I was like 12 or 11 what, or something. What some kind shit. of noise did he make while he chased you? Ah, I, I don't know what fucking swans, noises swans make, but it was like fucking frightening. This thing did not give a fuck. I feel like that was pretty accurate. I, I, they did not care about what <laughs> the humans being around. Um, so pretty crazy. So as uh, they insisted the hauntings would end because the witch would be uh, wounded if they killed this goose. As soon as John McDonald arrived at the home the next evening, he melted uh, um, a piece of uh, sterling silver into a bullet just as Miss uh, Troyner had instructed. It's fine. It's a 15-year-old girl, and they're calling her Miss you see, because like at 16, she would probably be married. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. creepy in some regard? A little bit, yeah. Right? Like, fucking a little weird because back then, women, ch- children, the teenagers, teenagers were getting married, much like the Amish and um, the gypsies and stuff like that, where they're like. You were saying, though, weren't you saying? It's pretty cool. I know. Everything's sh- pretty cool, Aaron. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and you wish you could go back to that. <laughs> Yeah, but like, but like, it is. Has it become that obvious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to besmirch my character, um, but like, uh, hey, if you are dying at thirty or forty, it makes sense. To be honest, it does make sense. Back in that time era, now that we live longer, you don't need to be marrying a sixteen-year-old. But back then, it made sense because you wouldn't live that long. So. For example, if I wanted to commit suicide within the next few years, technically <laughs> could, speaking. Could you marry a 16-year-old? Yeah. Um, talk to Jimmy Savile about that. We'll get the Ouija board right, out okay. and we'll figure out what he thinks about it. <laughs> oh, holy Mr. Savile. <laughs> That's funny. So rifle in hand. He searched for the goose in the field, and he sighted uh, the first sight. He fired the silver bullet directly into its black wings. The goose gave a streak like a human being in agony. That's all I could do. Sure. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and escaped through the reeds. So it's just like, but it sounds like a human. So it's like, it like runs through the fucking field. Which is weird. It runs into the reed. So he's like, as soon as he sees this thing, and it could have been, what? Do, what? How do you know it's the goose? 
it that, yeah, that's it. How do you know it's the goose, the one that's been fucking haunting your home? How do you know? <laughs> so in the next day, like, does it have like human legs? Oh, I would not like that. Like have that. you ever heard of Bobby Yaga? Oh, go back, everybody. Listen to me and Billy cover Bobby Yaga, which is like a Russian uh, witch, and she has a house that has chicken legs, and the house can move to different places. Are you Googling it right now? Why, do, why does that sound really familiar, though? Bro, Bobby Yaga is weird. Go back and listen to that episode, everybody. That's only audio stuff. There's a lot of episodes that are only audio and not for YouTube because it's before we're doing video content. And uh, it's a fucking wild case, dude. Like, literally, this, this this witch had a house that she could convert to, like, chicken legs, and she would kidnap children. And Blah, that shit looks freaky. Are you looking at it? That's giving me fucking good Is that jokes. weird, dude? This is like a live special. I'll just start with the Bobby Yaga. There's like more stuff that we'd cover because it's like a pretty extensive like folklore about um, Bobby Yaga. Pretty weird. Uh, so There's a movie about that. Mm-hmm. Is there? Yeah, yeah. The Terror of the Dark Forest came out in 2020. Oh, we should try watching that shit. It's probably horrible. We'll do a commentary on it on Class Orcast. Uh, so the weird next day... Uh, John and several of his companions ventured past the long log house owned by the elderly Miss Buchanan. So she was living in her own place. She's fucking got nothing to complain about. The old woman sat on her front porch and uh, she was in an agitated state, nursing a broken arm. No more supernatural manifestations disturbed the McDonald's uh, property thereafter. So weird, dude. Isn't that crazy? And... It, it, the bullet, listen to this, they, he shot this goose, and if she was a witch, she was maybe, um, she was, m- like, kind of manifesting into this goose creature, and then uh, uh, causing harm upon this family, and the same bullet in the same side of the wing that shot the goose was the arm that she was nursing. Like, like thing, is that weird? If that's that is true. kind of freaky. Yeah. It sounds like a movie. That's only like, how is this not a movie, dude? The goose part would be like everyone watching the movie would be like, oh, that's fucking cheesy. But then this is what they claimed happened. You know what I mean? If you were going to keep it super factual, like this is what they claimed. Ha- that's what's such a wild story. Mm, that is like, that would be freaky. Yeah. And you're like, go up to her house and you're like, wow, that little 15-year-old girl that's going to get married next year is <laughs> fucking knows her shit. Would you not just, though, if you came across her, then would you not just shoot her in the head? Yeah. Like, there you go, crazy bitch. Well, after all the things that they've endured, I would think that you might want to take justice in Yeah, I think I'd hand. be probably gone fucking nuts, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot her in the head just to make sure. As the story passed into history... Eyewitness testimonies from prominent prominent local figures uh, lent the tale and the credibility and assured that uh, the continued spreading of its fame. Forty years later, Neil McDonald, John's youngest son, interviewed 26-year-old local villagers who had witnessed the haunting. He collected their statements and published them in uh, them serially, which is a weird word, in the Wallsburg News. Afterwards, the story... So uh, we're also collected into a booklet and published under the title The Baldoon Mystery, an intriguing story of witchcraft near Wallaceburg, Ontario. It would be cool to have this in my collection. Um, but yeah, Baldoon Mystery, unsolved after years. 
and they put this within newspapers. Um, pretty crazy. December 22nd, the curse of the Baldoon striking and destroying after 100 years. It's crazy. And they, they, this mysterious midnight fire, the infamous haunting house, according to legend, withstand obviously all these supernatural flames. Evil spirits would drove the McDonald family from the house. Crazy. Such a crazy case, though. Uh, the, st- uh, the story continued to circulate into the 20th century. In the 1920s, the Northern Navigation Grand Tr- uh, Trunk Route offered day cruises from Detroit to Chatham uh, abroad. Uh, the Thousand Islander Steamship, when the ship passed through Wallaceburg on the Senial Ecart, I don't know what the fuck that is, uh, deckhands were quick to point out the haunted house to enthusiast uh, to the enthusiastic patrons, uh, patrons. Uh, the Beldoon mystery soon became one of uh, Ontario's most famous ghost stories, securing a long-lasting legacy for the little Scottish settlement. Pretty wild, man. Dun, dun, dun. A wild case, pretty crazy. Uh, we definitely went longer than I thought we would, as we do with most of these episodes. Sure, that that's that's the Paul Drogai story. It is taking hold of my bladder as I'm sitting here having to pee after four beers. Um, oh, it's funny. I, I since 38 minutes on the roadcaster, I've been feeling that, and we're now at 150. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, so yes, everybody, this was a, a wild case. Um, I think it's pretty genuine. You know. Yeah, like I, I've said it probably since the start, but my my thing with it, I always try and look for, you know, because I like to look at both sides, and I think sometimes it's interesting to say like, yeah, yeah well, that's probably this or it's probably that, but like, it just seems like I, I just can't understand the uh, the motivation to make it up. No, neither do I, Doesn't and it's the pro- and I will attempt to go visit this place at some point. Uh, probably with Billy or something like that. I will film at this place at some point. I'm going to find it. I'm going to figure out because it shouldn't be that far from me. And uh, we'll do a little thing. I got like portable mics and stuff like that we can take that actually can plug into my phone. And there's stuff that's coming from Stranger Podcast. Um, that's pretty good. We just got um, ads for advercasts and stuff like that being played. So um, my brother's like, well, where are they? And I was like, I don't know if they're being played on Spotify, but they're we got ads going and stuff like that now. So... Pretty exciting stuff, um, you know, and the best way to support us, we don't, we do the show pr- primarily for free, is uh, Patreon. There's tons and tons of content on Patreon, lots of shit. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash podcast and support the show, buy merch, the new merch design is out. Um, yeah, I need to get that. It's a dope design. I would love you to rep it. It is. I, I love and, it. And, you know, sh- show all the Irish people what what it's about to be part of one of the best podcasts out there. But we have... T- I think I need to get the, the shirt and the... The flag is sick, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I am I love my sweater. Everything looks pretty decent. I'm going to leave up the two different uh, sites. Um, Tea Public, I would suggest for, like, mugs and cups and tumblers and all that stuff. But I'm going to put up Teespring all, or Tea Public also. Um, because T Public, their shirts are more well designed, in my opinion, um, and they last longer and stuff like that. Because I've uh, and we're gonna eventually be on Red Bubble and all that stuff. I'm just gonna put it everywhere, and then people can kind of decide. I'm gonna do like three merch shops, and then people can decide what they want to go mm-hmm. with. 
and I feel like that's the best bet. I really want to get a first class horror shirt. Uh, if Aaron doesn't mind, um, we make like no money off the merch, but I will probably put it on a shirt. Considering I just want the the the, the straight up design with the skull, it, I think it's like a perfect simplified design. We have lots of stuff coming. You know what I mean? On both sides. Literally, like, like C-U-M. Yes, I have to fucking pee like so com- bad, man. Ain. All right, well, every, me, me too. everybody love everybody. and My ball dunes are hurting <laughs> me. <laughs> I've been waiting for two hours to say that. I like that. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling it balls of ball dunes. All right, everybody love everybody. Um, you know, keep, keep yourself strange. Support the show. Five-star rate and review. Um, yes, I'm going to piss myself. So. This world is mad because it's run by crazy people. And what you have is these crazies, this force of crazy, which is operating behind the scenes where no one sees it. Anyone mentions it, you're mad. They don't think this is. I have an obsessive mind, I'll leave my thoughts scratched in time Believe I'm not like the rest of my kind I don't fear cops, I've been arrested for crime I've shed teardrops, no exit to find You're all insects caught in the web of lies Women in a thin dress, no their interest is brought by You're sent to guys, we're animals and invention Why? You think sexual tension is a high for us Why we trust a bunch of lying fucks that won't die for us? Will we die for them? Alive by the Leviathan Rise up like eastern tribes Beaten by the bad guys again I don't believe I'll die We've reached our time I'm the mad scientist in the lab with the rhymes when It's that time again Nowhere left to go No one that you know Hold on, I'll be back for you This world leaves you black and blue I close my eyes and imagine you Or a suicide note to get back at you point of view that's different i could destroy you with rap rhythm fuck the boys in blue crack slinging all about emotion and want that's women womanizer hold my cock laughing as i trash women girls clothing looking tighter as they stroll the block following the fashion image i have all knowing no facts or fiction from god you ask forgiveness for all your bad decisions maybe you won't go to hell if you change and act different i'm pretty mad this isn't the place i thought i'd choose to come a monster running from who like my father, want nothing to do with my mom Fights at home, you wonder why I like to be alone You're not smart enough to see what I know Sell your soul and fucking die slow Nowhere left to go No one that you know Hold on, I'll be back for you This world leaves you black and blue I close my eyes and imagine you What a suicide note to get back at you Why can't you Underground bases and eating. Look around at what we're facing. As a human race, you don't know what I do to escape this illusion as fake as virtual reality. What you think the purpose working for a salary? I'm researching the work of Alistair Crowley. Fascinated by how these Satanists got position of power. Rape is a should run in prison hour. World's a huge joke, and they miss this through hope. They fear our children to the demons down below. Do some research, now you know. The world's infested with evil. 
people And they were lining on the intelligence of the people So he stays slips asleep But this grave is deep, there's no God saving me Now I have to go that doesn't exist and charges interest on it. But who's crazier than them? We stand for it! And the world isn't crazy?